The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Wake up, wake up, wake up, gentle listener. It is another episode of Quick Jam coming straight to your face, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and here's the deal. I see shows out there all around the league giving hour and a half long diatribes on single days of training camp, and I'm thinking to myself, who has the time for all of that, and what can you really talk about in all of that time? Because at some point, you're just spewing hot air. Well, here at BGN, we aren't the hot air balloon, we're the rocket ship. So this show, Quick Jam, was designed to inject big news in small doses directly into your brain ball. So if you're in a pinch or taking a trip to the grocery store, doing laundry or sneaking a smoke at work or whatever, you can stuff this into your earballs and go on about your day. And then when you have a bigger block of time, you can shovel those larger shows into your face. With that in mind, let's jump into an important point here. And the funny part is, and you're just going to have to trust me when I say that I had this specific portion of the show mapped out on Monday night as I was listening to the John Lund show on Niners Nation, part of the SB Nation family, BLG tweeted out during day two of training camp that Nikhil Roby Coleman dropped a sure pick thrown his way by Carson Wentz, followed by Wentz getting picked off by Jalen Mills, and BLG said it wasn't the greatest practice for Wentz. Jimmy Kemsky soon after said that Wentz threw away a ball out of the back of the end zone and threw his helmet down on the ground, a rare violent reaction from Wentz in that setting. But I want you to keep all that in mind as we run the clip from Niners Nation's John Lund show. Let's run that. Camp philosophy is this. We don't know what's really going on. All right. We have never had less access to the players than we do with COVID-19 training camps. Uh, The vets aren't going 100%. We don't know how many times that play has been run. Uh, Maybe the defense all of a sudden has gotten sick of it and they jumped that. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo got intercepted and it was returned for a touchdown. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, here's two good examples on my camp philosophy of don't believe anything. And the only thing to worry about is injuries. Don't worry about anything except for injuries. That's the camp philosophy. A year ago, last Friday on my show on KMBR, we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo throwing five interceptions in Denver during a practice. Then he followed that up with a game in which he played Denver and his quarterback rating that day was Blutarski from Animal House. 0.0. Everyone panicked. Everyone freaked out. Last I checked, Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a major knee injury and the first season that he's ever been a 16-game starter in his NFL career, he led the 49ers to the Super Bowl. It worked out just fine. We have to, as reporters, do camp stats. I hate them. 
but you do camp stats because people eat them up. People click on it. It's just the way it goes. It's not saying that camp isn't important. They are obviously are missing games, so it's not about that. But camp stats are dumb. Coaches lie. So does that point about injuries not resonate? Is the point about training camp interceptions not a good one? The fact is, we have no clue about the context of these results. Talent is talent, but sometimes in camp, the lens through which we view that talent is distorted. That's why I don't buy a lot of the fluff right now, right? It's not because I'm pessimistic. It's because this time of the year, nothing is real. We've been through it a million times. It's health above all else. And all that said, there are still takeaways in terms of how guys are being deployed. CB2 reps matter for the Eagles where the wide receivers lineup matters, the linebackers, second and third linebacker spots, they matter. So this isn't to say that none of this matters at all, but it is to say focus less on the results, stop reacting to one play of Deshaun Jackson burning Darius Slay, and keep your eye on the prize because none of these individual plays really matter if dudes are banged up, and that's just the bottom line. The coaching staff will tell you with their decisions who they have faith in, and whether they're right or wrong at this point, we don't know for sure, but the guys getting the reps are the ones we got to know about. So there is absolutely nothing to get panicked about or euphoric about in camp unless it's injury related. This is what I mean when I ask how it takes hours to recap a single training camp practice, right? At a certain point, it's just hot air. Writers need content. Podcasters need content. I get it. But understand what's peanut butter and what's fluff because preseason completion percentages are meaningless. And that's not a defense of something that happened with once. Again, I mapped this out the night before and I have no idea what his total stats are. And, and, and frankly, I don't care. That's for somebody else to track. What I'm saying is a general statement for any quarterback or any result-based reporting that you get from these things. For instance, right now, the viral quote coming out of Chicago is Cordero Patterson saying that Mitch Trubisky, quote, looks like a whole new player this year, end quote. Do y'all really believe that? So anyway, with all that qualified, Wentz did end practice on a positive note, floating one to rookie wide receiver John Hightower for a touchdown. This is the second time in two days Hightower has made a big catch in practice, so I've already ordered the marble for his Hall of Fame bust. But not so fast, my friend. Jalen Hurts had a ball nearly picked off by Rasul Douglas today. It was intended for Hightower, so Sewell gets revenge after getting beat deep yesterday by Hightower, and I have officially canceled my marble order. That's how fast and fluid these things are with training camp. Listing some other guys that earned praise on Tuesday, Andre Dillard shut down Josh Sweat in a one-on-one rep, eliciting some praise. Hassan Ridgeway was putting in work on the one-on-ones, apparently, and look, I talked about this with Brandon Thorne on Fireside Chats. Ridgeway is a promising cat that flashed when he got playing time last year. He's fantastic depth for a defensive line that definitely needs it. Also, rookie Kayvon Wallace picked off Jalen Hurts and Brandon Graham had praise for day three pick offensive lineman Jack Driscoll, despite calling him Jake and not knowing his last name. I mean, that's when you know it's genuine, right? No idea who the kid is, but you shout him out anyway. On the defensive side of the ball, there's a battle to the death happening for back end roster spots at defensive end. With the Eagles bringing back Vinnie Curry, who was doggone solid for them last year, that leaves the trio of Joe Osman, Jannard Avery, Sharif Miller, and Casey Tuhill fighting for spots. Both both Avery and Miller were fourth round investments last year with Avery being traded for and Miller being selected in the draft, but they are not assured anything. On Tuesday, Jim Schwartz talked about what the addition of Curry does to the opportunities for the younger guys. Let's run that. Yeah, you know, I think Vinny had an outstanding year for us last year, one of his best. So it was a, it was good to get him back. He's a veteran player that, um, you know, we, we talked about some of these young guys needing all these reps and everything. Vinny's a guy that uh, needs to get ready, um, doesn't quite need as many reps. So I don't think it'll hurt the development of um, of the younger guys. You know, you're not going to find a coach that says more good players is a bad situation. You know, we added a good player, a trusted player in our scheme, a guy that's had success in our scheme. 
um, a guy that means a lot to our locker room and to our spirit. Um, you know, so we added a guy like that. I see that as a bonus. Um, it's not going to take away from the development of, um, of those younger guys. So you can hear the full talk with the media from Jim Schwartz on the At The Podium episode that dropped yesterday. No new updates on injuries other than linebacker Duke Riley returning from a reported illness. He did a cartwheel, which BLG created 6 out of 10. Let's be better tomorrow, Duke. We're going to need uh, at least an 8 from your brother. Go be an athlete. Maintenance days were given to vets Deshaun Jackson, Jason Kelsey, and Malik Jackson. This is a fairly regular occurrence, and I'm all for ensuring these guys who are key contributors are ready to go in week one. All right, that does it. Make sure you listen to the full recap of days one and two from BGN Radio. Jimmy Kemsky, Brandon Lee Gowton, may they reign forever. That's going to do it for me here at Quick Jam. Hope you enjoy your morning. Go have a day. BGN.